Welcome to the Pro Beauty Pod. I'm Eve, editor of Professional Beauty, and together with my team, we'll be bringing you insight and opinion on all of the hottest trends and the biggest stories in beauty, spa, nails and aesthetics, as well as chatting with industry leaders and innovators about the secrets of their success. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Beauty Pod. This week, my guest is Karina Tolan, who is a skin guru and the CEO of Monica Tolan Skin and Beauty Clinics, which has two sites in Dublin and one in London. Now, as well as being an absolute expert on all things skin health, Karina is also super successful on social media and even has her own podcast too. So I chat to Karina about what it really takes for beauty professionals to make a name for themselves and grow their businesses on social now, and also how she juggles that with running three salons, treating clients, and of course, family life, like so many of us are trying to do. We also touch on her bespoke approach to lifetime skin health, including how to treat those really intense inflammatory skin conditions that can be so traumatic for clients and how she's achieved incredible results. I really enjoyed chatting to Karina for this one and I hope you enjoy listening. So hi Karina, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure, thank you so much Thanks for having me. So we're going to be talking a little bit about social media because uh, you're absolutely smashing it on social. You've got your own podcast. You've got um, about 40,000 followers now on Instagram. You're on TikTok. You're, you're everywhere. And I think a lot of salon owners out there will be thinking, where do you find the time? So it would be great to chat about that. And um, also one of the reasons I think that you probably are so successful on social is because you're such a trusted skin expert. So we're also going to be covering your skincare favorites and tips. Super. But first off, can you tell us a little bit more about you? What was your career journey to get where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, so really, if I was born into the industry because my mum had four, no, I was her fourth. So she had three children. No, I think I was already born and she decided at this stage that she wanted to go back into the workforce. She had before she married my dad worked. And this was 1980s in Dublin. Very few women, oh my God, hardly any women would have worked. Very few women would have drove. Um, so it was very brave and bold really of her at the time the closest beauty salon would have been in the city centre in what's now Brown Thomas it was then called Switzers and she went back to college she studied um, in London and came back and she once she qualified she opened up a beauty salon on in our local village I was probably about two then and I would imagine maybe two, three years later, she became pregnant on my younger sister. And at that point, she decided that she was going to need to adjust. And she bought what would have been a, a pretty big cabin pack, maybe four treatment rooms, a shower, a sun bedroom and a reception area in the back of our house. And she worked there for maybe 10, 12 years all through my junior cycle in school. So I would have spent my younger days. Oh, my God, I have still such amazing memories of it. Climbing out from underneath the treatment couch and dipping my finger into the hot wax and looking at my <laughs> fingerprint and I used to sit on the floor to some bedroom and talk to people as they tanned and you know, only last night I was talking about fibroblasts and elastin and skin and I have a memory of with my granddad squeezing his hand and letting go and checking how long it would take for his skin yeah. to retract so yeah. my, I was 11 when my grandfather passed away so I guess I was always really really invested and it was a natural kind of graduation for me to 
move into this arena and um, yeah I was always just so so passionate about it and loved it and loved everything about it and I used to love watching my mom and watching her at work and watching more how she connected with her clients and how how she made them feel and when she'd walk off and how they'd smile and just how she made them feel I just thought that was so um for me it was almost addictive and I wanted to be that person Oh, amazing. So how did you then get into kind of joining her, I suppose, because that was how you got into the, the uh-huh. salon world. So once I finished school, um, I went to college to study beauty therapy. And my mum had decided that she was going to send me to a private college. We could have um, taken another route, but it would have taken longer. So it was a little bit more expensive, but it meant in 12 months I had my course complete. And that was Brahman Conroy's. And at the time it was Graft, um, on Grafton Street. Brahman Conroy, another um, pillar, um, it, it in the beauty industry in Dublin, only recently passed away herself, an incredible woman. Um, so then once I qualified, Brahman would have had a lady working with her called Anne Dempsey at the time, and Anne had spoke to my mom and said that she didn't think it was a great idea for me to be employed straight away by my mom. It shouldn't be a much better idea for me to go out into the workforce force and kind of find my own niche and, and you know, my own um, kind of experiences, and then eventually come back and work for my mom, and that's more or less what happened. Okay, amazing. So. You've got now three salons, um, which is obviously quite great since uh, since starting out. Um, you've got two in Ireland and one here in London. How did that develop? How did that growth come about with the group? So um, by this stage, my mom had retired. Um, my mom retired about 2011. So I worked with my mom from 2001. And then in 2006, my sister joined us in a facility management capacity because my mom hated, much like myself, hated that end of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, accounts and all that. But um, yeah, I'm a little shiver. Um, so then um, in 2011, my mom wanted to retire. So myself and my sister bought the business off her. So um, we continued to work in the business and, you know, normal kind of life kicks and we would have gone through a really tough recession and um, then we were coming out of that and I guess what I have what I've learned about myself really I was doing an entrepreneurship talk for my locals my school that I graduated from and in, in doing and preparing and researching for that talk I realized that one of the main reasons that I love what I do is being an entrepreneur and that for me is the struggle and I find every time I've got comfortable in my in my career I reinvested or like that opened a new premises and I do believe it's because I got a bit comfortable and that wasn't where I, I felt comfortable it's the paradox okay. of being comfortable I didn't like how that felt so I like it when I'm kind of really working hard and trying to um, build business and trying to um, you know generate new business and generate a bigger team and educate and look for new treatments and look for new services and that is that is our industry it's ever evolving so um so then what happened was um I just seen this little premises in Malahide and Balbriggan, you may not be familiar, but it's it's only about 20 minutes north of Dublin Airport. But a lot of people think it's miles away, you know, where this village is slightly closer to the city. And I felt it might open us up to a whole new market. And that would have kind of... Um, happened alongside my social media when I say my social media you know social media in general at this stage would have been maybe 2015 would have been really starting to grow so mm-hmm. both kind of happened together um, and you know again I do believe life sends you what you need at the time of opening Malahide and um, my dad just passed away maybe four six weeks after we opened and obviously the first year or two of opening Malahide it would have been very quiet I would have been there on my own and it was really a great time for me to kind of grieve him too and have that anonymity that would have come whereas in Balbriggan is where I was reared I was so well known in the clinic where I felt I had this little kind of sanctuary of of peace and I felt Mm. it's what I also needed at the time as well okay oh interesting 
And I mean, you talked about challenges and, and, and wanting to look for a challenge. There must be quite a challenge in now running a site here in the UK as well as the two um, sites in Ireland, particularly when you're predominantly based in Ireland. How did the UK site come about and how do you kind of manage that challenge? So again, going back to about around 2015, my social media following starting to grow a lot. Um, at the time, I was going around the country with um, an influencer called Suzanne Jackson. She was doing kind of a fashion um, event and I was the skincare host at the time and I would have um, gained this huge following nationwide and we would have then had a huge clientele from the north of Ireland so now we did look to move over to the UK maybe five years before we actually did and the timing wasn't right for us for myself and my sister from a personal capacity our, our families were very young we, we both have two kids each and they would have been much younger so now what happened was Brexit happened um, buying from us was becoming very difficult for our uk based clientele and then the opportunity for this salon was came to us and we thought now is the right time our kids were so much more grown up um we needed that .co.uk website and um and the salon came to us it was an existing salon already 20 years in open so what we did was i sent my wingman from malahide over to manage the clinic as well she was single kind of looking to move out of home and um, had been trapped almost with her parents all over covid so it was right for her when the whole thing everything just aligned and i was like claire would be amazing over there i think it'd be a great opportunity for her to move to the uk as well and she's doing an absolutely terrific job over there so that's really you know you've got somebody that you know and you trust and you can kind of if you're not physically there you know that that person's going to really run it in the way that you want to run yeah and the staff in the london clinic are all there many years nazif and b i think are there since the late 90s and then louise mm. who's also irish is there maybe 10 15 years as well and then of course we have claire as well and then i go to the clinic initially i went every four weeks and now i go every eight weeks just because i felt it was four weeks i was only home almost and i was back in london i do love yeah. london though <laughs> i'm not gonna lie but exhausting to <laughs> continue back and forth yeah 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 Amazing. So, um, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning, one, your major passion really is advanced skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of how you've made a name for yourself. And that's how the, the, the clinic is really, or the clinics are, are really kind of well known. Mm-hmm. So for you, what are your go-to treatments? What, which do you see the best results from in terms of skin, skin treatments for your clients? You know, I have a holistic approach to healthy skin. One thing that I'm very, um, I feel very strongly about is not jumping on trends. Um, I only work with science-backed skincare, very much results um, specific treatments. And I've gained a reputation really for being a skin problem solver. A lot of people would reach out to me, maybe having exhausted other modalities, not getting the results. And then I have an incredible understanding of the physiology of the skin. And I get just phenomenal results i really do and it's it's i feel like it's it's such a gift because people reach out to me so distressed often and um, yeah. i only had a mother reach out to me with her 18 month old son yesterday and i just feel so blessed that i have the knowledge the education but not just that i have the products and the um supplements brands that i work with are so effective that I'm like so calm in creating um, a protocol for this child really to help them through this virus that they're a skin virus that they're experiencing, and um, so yeah, you know I I am passionate, but my my the brands I work with are amazing and they make it so easy for me, and then of course my clients as well. You know it, it is addictive helping yeah. people and being that person for people. You know inflammatory skin conditions like acne and 
etc are awful they, they're mm. terrible for a person to experience and they can affect their whole life and affect their mental health so it is a great thing it's, it, it's a real gift to have that capacity to help people in that way Absolutely. I mean, it can be so life changing, really, can't it? If you're helping mm-hmm. someone from mm-hmm. having really, really terrible kind of, yeah. well, really suffering, aren't they? With it, yeah. really severe acne. What yeah. What would be your kind of go to if you were putting together a um, a program for somebody who did have severe acne? What would be your sort of starting point? I suppose usually. I suppose it's obviously it's going to be bespoke, but you know. Yeah, you know, it's, it, again, it, it just depends, and it depends how the person comes to me as well. Often, the person will come to me having done maybe two, three rounds of antibiotics and being with medics and going down the Roaccutane route and they don't want that anymore and that's okay you know that is our choice you know we we don't all want to reach for medication medication doesn't always work for all of us um I also will know straight away and it does it rarely happens but it has occurred when I'm like I can't help you 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 need you need to go and have medical treatment and then come back to me and I'll be able to help you Mm. that really only happened once and it was with a teenage boy and his acne was so chronic and his mum did not want him to go on Roaccutane and I said to her you actually have to that's what he needs he is he's, he's chronically ill he needs that help um, but yeah, so so going back to that, because I, I just want to put that out there that I would always rule out medicine intervention first. And often it's yeah. not it's not required, you know, um, or like that. It's it's a lifestyle thing. So let's say for acne, the first thing I will do is I am a great believer in educating the client or edu- educating the patient and giving them as much knowledge as they can to take control of their life. I will give them the tools and then I don't I my goal is that they don't need me in their life anymore, that I've yeah. given them all they need to live a long life managing their acne because acne can literally live with you or stay with you for life. Yeah. But you have control over it then when you have the education and the knowledge. So um, I work with advanced nutrition program supplements. So we would always look at that. Skin omegas, people don't shout loud enough about the incredible effects that essential fatty acids have on the skin, how incredibly anti-inflammatory they are and how important they are for, for a, a compacted and healthy outer layer of skin, which of course is going to protect you from transepidermal water loss and also from um, irritation of the skin and inflammation in the skin so essential fatty acids would always be my go-to probiotics I always start from the very as, as far in as I can and that would be the the gut and then of course that gut brain access so I will always look at podcasts and and skin health books and you know I've, I've also spoken to clients you know particularly my problem skin clients sometimes they can be so let down and disillusioned with their skin that I sometimes have to say to them I need you to have a mind a mindset change because okay. if you always look for negatives that's all you'll ever see but yeah. and sometimes i'll say to them they'll report into me weekly and i'll say you're only allowed to tell me three positive things okay because we'll actually make them look deeper within themselves mm. to find those positive things and then what will happen is the weekly text will come and it'll be so filled with positive things they won't even have to try to see it because i do believe where you give attention or oxygen that's where it breeds life so if you're looking hard for something positive you'll find it you know, I say it even to my kids, you have to find the magic in every day. If you look for it, you'll find it. But, you know, and I and I get where they're at, but that's where when they come to me, it's going to be a different approach. And even that weekly management is so important because a lot of times they can be, a prescription can be written and that's it, they're forgotten about. Um, yeah. Whereas when they're weekly managed with me, um, they're compliant with their supplements, they're compliant with their skincare, but also any little worries they have, they can reserve it for that weekly meeting and express it to me and give me the opportunity to support them through that and then what happens is very very quickly 
their skin is amazing and they literally forget about me and then I'm left here thinking I wonder how she's doing I know she's oh. in Greece <laughs> yeah. you've got an emotional attachment like that, well yeah you? you do you do all you know obviously when I'm not hearing from them I know they're good but um yeah, yeah. but that does happen so that would be my problem skin clients but you know it's not even just that you know the, the whole arena of skincare is so noisy that people are so incredibly lost and then what has happening a huge amount I've seen a lot more of it since COVID is and um, they're literally giving themselves perioral dermatitis from using all these skincare products that you know they don't even know what they're for and okay, jumping yeah, on all these different yeah. trends particularly if there's a lot of trends with acids and um, yes. because of that instant kind of feel and look but then what happens is you use too many of them and the skin will ultimately collapse bearing in mind yeah. the skin is an organ and its integrity has to be always yeah. at the front of your mind and um, so um, I manage them through that and then I'll assess their goals and be it, I, tr- I try and instill a goal of healthy skin that will age beautiful. I'm, I'm, I hate the term anti-aging, I am pro-aging. Absolutely. That is the point, that's what we're here to do. So um, this, I want to give them beautiful, healthy skin that I want them to look in the mirror and love what's looking back at them. Definitely. So what's your starting point if someone does come to you with that kind of compromised skin from, you know, almost self-prescribing, I suppose, with yeah. a real heavy active ingredients? Yeah. What What's your starting point usually with those I, sorts of clients? It, I could work with a client for three months and never recommend a skincare product. Okay. Um, because what I have learned with skin specific food supplements um, is they don't irritate the skin there's absolutely no chance of irritation so it allows me the opportunity it's, it may be the long game but you will start to see those um, improvements come in the skin and then the client will come to me 12 weeks 8 to 12 weeks later and now we can just start introducing um, some skincare products because there's less likely, likelihood of them um, you know responding negatively and I don't like to recommend a huge amount I'll always take it very slow particularly with a compromised skin because if they do encounter troubled waters it's much harder for me to try and determine what could have triggered it when they've eight products in front of them so and I'm also very passionate about the planet and about our environment and I believe our industry is a massive contributor to global waste so I won't allow them to dump sometimes they'll meet me they're like I'm ready to dump everything Karina and start when I'm like no 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 I, I unless you're going to give it to a friend sometimes these yeah. products can be irritating them as well and I'm like you know that would be brilliant on your arms <laughs> have you okay, talked about your hands <laughs> um yeah let's exfoliate your ties and your bum <laughs> but um I would rather they used up everything that they have and then slowly introduced my products to, um, okay. into their skincare routine yeah I think that's interesting as well whether what you've said about um also what you said earlier about not wanting to see that client for life you want to kind of solve their issues it's sort of probably the opposite of what a lot of people think the beauty industry is about isn't it of kind of keeping people addicted to, to coming back for treatments and, and getting yeah. their money and making sure that you know which I mean obviously it's, it's part of what we need to do is to keep people coming in regularly but it's it, they're going to trust you so much more if you mm. actually are doing what's what's right for them and I think absolutely and integrity is everything and that's something about the brands I work with and you know bearing in mind that this whole industry was born out of a marketing term which is moisturizer so you know and we have to keep pulling back and reeling back and it happens a lot you know um, and I get it because our biggest insecurity may be how we physically appear and also aging, you know, if, if people think for a moment there could be a magic wand out there, they will jump all over what that is. And, you yeah. know, sometimes I have to say to clients, you know, um, you know, they might say to me after a week or two, particularly problematic clients, oh, I'm not seeing changes. And I said, well, I didn't perform witchcraft. So, <laughs> you know, um, you know, 
would we really cure a lifetime of acne in three weeks? No. Mm-hmm. And you have to really manage a client's expectations and you also need them to be accountable and realise they have to do the work too, you know, and make make allowances for a lifestyle like sun exposure, massive trigger of rosacea, massive trigger of mm-hmm. acne. So, you know, alcohol as well, sugar also, and stress too. I know a lot of times stress can be so um, difficult to manage in one's life. But, you know, um, it also contributes. So all those things, you know, a client has to be accountable for, for as well. Yeah. And I'm very much about um, a lifetime, making skin beautiful for a lifetime. It is a journey because your skin will change, your uh, your goals will, will change. But also, you know, you may be on medication, you may experience a pregnancy. All these things will have different influences on the skin. So it's all about, you know, adapting and being like water and going with it. Definitely. But I would see clients purchasing from us. I, I would keep a very close eye on our online shop and clients like, you know, years, literally eight, ten years, still using the very same skincare. That's because it works, you know. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is it is fantastic. Definitely. And and interesting what you're saying as well about a lot of it's about the mindset, because, you know, as you say, if you've got somebody coming to you, because people are always going to want to look for solutions, obviously, to, mm-hmm. you know, to aging or to acne or to, you know, they want a solution, then you're not, never going to achieve perfection, are you? So I suppose if, if people are kind of hating what they see in the mirror, mm-hmm. they're always going to hate it. You know, whatever you can do for their skin, it's, it's as yeah. much about changing how they look at themselves as as yeah. changing their skin, isn't it? And I do believe we in our industry do that because, you know, skincare, yes, and our skin, the skincare we um, use obviously is such a high performing and will make physical changes in the skin. But also every time I encourage a person to touch themselves, to look in the mirror and cleanse their skin, to take a cloth and remove the cleanser, that's self-care, that's self-love. You're looking in the mirror and you're saying, I am worthy. And that's a, a really profound and beautiful thing and it can't be undermined like the, the psychological changes that will occur in your brain when you start to self-care is so beautiful and you'll, you'll take that to every other area of your life and then what will happen is when you start to take care of yourself better you won't accept anything less from the people around you mm, you'll yeah. want them to take care of you better as well and so then you'll grab you'll gravitate towards people who serve you in that way yeah and that's where the whole mindset changes definitely and um, now I do want to talk, as we mentioned at the beginning, um, you're very successful on social media. So I do want to spend a bit of time on that because you're on a lot of different platforms. Um, I know you're obviously very busy still doing treatments and working with clients. So how do you kind of manage your time? How do you fit in um, the regular updates and the regular content in amongst still working in the salons and being very busy on, on that level? Yeah, you know, it, it is tricky um, for sure. And it obviously takes up a lot of my home life or my out of clinic hours. But just like I'm talking to you here today, I'm so passionate about this um, subject. I'm so passionate about our industry. I'm so passionate about my clients and connecting with people and making people feel better. Just like when I was that little girl and that was what I was watching my mom do. That's why I keep going back to it. And that is ultimately why I love it because it is addictive connecting with people and making people feel better. Social media has never been a chore for me. Um, I've only ever gone on, literally picked up my phone and went on when I had something authentic to say. So if you don't hear from me, it's because I have nothing to say. (laughs) Um, You know, something excites me and I want to share that with people. So it's never really been a chore for me. You know, sometimes like editing and stuff like that, it can be, and I hope it gets easier. But I do understand that it is an important tool, you know, it's very important for our business as well. And, you know, I have a responsibility to the 30 plus women that I employ to keep them employed so it's really important that you know when I feel a little bit tired a little bit like no I'm like no you know it's it's 
may not be for me but it's for everyone else that also that that responsibility is there Mm. to do it and also I get what you're saying that what people find it difficult and I understand that I don't you know so I'd never put that on someone and say oh you have to do it to keep people employed if it makes you feel uncomfortable you don't enjoy it I don't really know if you should do it what do you think Okay, no, that's interesting. Yeah, because obviously it comes much more naturally to some people than others. And you can kind of, you know, the more you do it, the more you get used to it, I think is 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 one aspect. You know, a lot of yeah. people are like, I don't want to put myself out there. But once you've done it once or twice, you know, you're not going to get hate. You know, it's, it's unlikely yeah, you're going to no. get hate. So it's kind of, it's building up that confidence on one level. But yes, I, I, I do agree. It's some people are, are kind of born for it and some people find it a real struggle yeah, yeah but also what you just said there is very interesting maybe that they will like it if they if they focus not on how they look or what they're saying but more mm. on trying to literally connect with that one person who's maybe sitting on her own lives alone and she's listening to you so I always yeah. do imagine I'm talking to one person I never think of who I'm talking to in my mind I'm literally talking to one person and particularly over COVID you know so many people reached out and said to me like I haven't seen anyone own please come on tonight and do your skincare routine it's I wait yeah. all day to see you know that kind of thing so maybe if, if people look to do it to connect as opposed to sell I think Definitely. maybe if you're going on to sell something that would be huge pressure so yeah. just do it yeah. to connect and you'll yeah. always attract your vibe I think that's it, isn't it, with social media? I think also it, people notice very quickly if you're trying to sell. I think that mm. the sale has to be a secondary mm. thing. Yes, it's mm. very much about being on there and, and sharing knowledge and advice mm. and connecting rather mm. than deliberately trying to make a sale each time. Yeah. And people do buy into people, you know, there's that trust as well. You know, I guess people watch me and it's my personality and my passion, and that's what makes them want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, a lot of your social strategy really does kind of focus on you as as the expert. Do you think that's the secret to success? Because I think it's difficult as a salon brand to kind of just put the salon out there. But perhaps should salons be focusing on their therapist or the owner as the expert and, and doing their social strategy that way? Yeah, you know, I'm not very strategic. Um, I, I, honestly, I think if I was to start thinking of strategy strategies, and I've I I've gone there and I've read into it, and I'm like, oh god, then it's just too much. I just have to do my thing and be me. Yeah, um, if it's working. <laughs> yeah, but it's less stressful for me. That's when yeah. I start to kind of panic when I think, oh my god, I was meant to say that the other way around, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I said it this way. Um, but yeah, I I think that is you know that saying, you are you, and that's your superpower. And absolutely what I have I've done for the business and being the face of the business and brought the, the business to this level, I think it is, is when I say level, I mean exposed to so many people. Um, yeah. It is probably very important. Yeah. And I would yeah. imagine it's much harder for a business page, Yeah, you know, that would lack that personality. So I would think it is important. And you're on a lot of different platforms as well. Do you do different types of, I mean, obviously you do do different types of content for different platforms. How would you do, for example, something differently on TikTok versus Instagram or, or Facebook? Um, I love TikTok. I don't think it's very good for my business at all. I don't connect with people on there. Like right. I rarely have a conversation. I wouldn't know one of my followers. Where on Instagram, I'm permanently on my DMs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I actually like TikTok. And personally, you'll never find me on Instagram if I'm not working, if I'm not on talking. But TikTok is my search engine. Like if I want to cook a nice salad, cook, prepare a nice salad, you know, even a nice salad dressing, I'll tag my kids and they'll do it. They'll prepare the salad dressing. Um, Yeah, I find um, anything I want to know, I go to TikTok. So TikTok is more fun for me. 
that's interesting because that's meant to be a very Gen Z thing, you know. It's meant to be the kids that are doing that. But yeah, it's a, it's really growing. Oh, isn't honestly, it? really it, it, you need to use it as a search engine, yeah. particularly if you're busy, because it will tell you everything you need to know in 15 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. I do all my cooking off it, and it takes all the complications out of it. You know, I, like, you know, on Saturday I was going to my sister's and I made a watermelon feta cheese salad which I never would have even known about. And it was delicious. My sister said, can I get the recipe? I just sent her the TikTok video. <laughs> yes, I just sent her TikTok. And I do enjoy cooking. I, you know, I do enjoy baking. Um, so that's kind of how I relax. So um, yeah, it's great for that. So TikTok, well, well, I don't know if, if it's good for business. I genuinely don't. I don't even know if there's mm. any way I can track that. Um, but I do enjoy it. So I usually just pop up on, on TikTok, anything that I put up on Instagram. Like I'm never on my stories or anything on TikTok. But yeah. maybe I should make bigger efforts. Maybe I will. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because it's, I mean, we, as a, as a brand, we're on TikTok as well, but it's very much just like, right, we, we need to do some things on there and, and, and kind of let it grow, but it's not the same sort of um, oh, driver of business at the moment as Instagram yeah. or Facebook, I think, but it's definitely one yeah. to just, yeah, be involved with and see what happens. <laughs> so I, what I also wanted to ask is what's next for you? I mean, you've got loads going on, um, but are there any other projects you're working on or, or new technologies you've got your eye on or anything new at the moment? Yeah, well, we're looking at a new device um, from 14 Medical for our London clinic. Um, I'm currently only a year, maybe a year and a little while, working with the most amazing skincare device from Neutronics, um, a Korean um, laser device manufacturing company. Amazing company and amazing devices across the board, and I'd love to be able to afford them all. Lays has been incredible. I'm actually two days post Lays. I'd Lays on Wednesday afternoon, so I'm a little bit sandpapery. But this is one of the reasons why I love it that the downtime is nothing at all, and you look great. You don't feel like it's great, but you, you your skin looks fine. Um, so it's a telium laser and it's non ablative for that reason because it's attracted to water and water is in a very low concentration on the outer layers of the skin. But what I love about it is it actually has two modalities because we have that wound healing response that we get just like with needling. But because there's actually no um, bleeding, we can use those channels created to feed. So there's a transdermal drug delivery system built into it as well. One of our biggest difficulties as skincare practitioners is getting product into the skin. So yeah. anything that enhances that that is always an absolute yes. And then because I work so hard on creating, on, on making my, my client's skin really, really healthy, I can lean heavily enough on a, on a trauma treatment because your skin is so healthy and it's able to withstand that. Mm, that's something that's okay. really important to understand with trauma treatments. I kind of describe it as like raising children. You can't constantly shout at them. So you can't yeah. constantly traumatize the skin because it will ultimately collapse into a dermatitis state. Um, yeah. But the if the you know once you build them up, I say daily whispers and the occasional shout, and that is the secret. Particularly as you're aging, <laughs> That's because such everything a nice becomes analogy. <laughs> yeah, everything becomes so sluggish and slow as we age. Yeah. So a trauma treatment is really good for igniting it. Again, I kind of describe this like when the Titanic see the iceberg and everyone panics. That's exactly what happens with a trauma treatment on the skin. Okay. And all the intercellular communication improves because they have to communicate to um, mm. to heal. So that's what I love about Lays MD. And we have people literally traveling from all over the, the I was going to say the world, even though I on Wednesday I, I performed a treatment on um, an Irish girl who's a makeup artist in LA. And she just texted me yesterday to say, I am addicted I'm addicted to this treatment. How am I going to get more? I was like, I'll oh, find no. you a practitioner in LA. <laughs> She's not going to fly <laughs> but, back every couple Yeah, months. well, she'll be back with me at Christmas for sure. But uh, yeah, so that has been revolutionary for our, our, our clinic. Um, I, I absolutely love the Lays MD. Um, 
So that, then what's next? For me, I, I, I made a kind of a goal this year that I was going to get a lot more busy outside of my clinic hours. And, and I can tell you that was probably a mistake. I took on <laughs> way too much. Okay. And it's actually a little bit stressful. I had this yearning in me to write a book. Um, yeah, I always had, it was always going to be um, like a fictional erotic fiction or something okay. <laughs> I figured that's what the money was but no I do yeah. have this yearning in me to write a book so I, I'm not saying I'm going to do that this year but it's, it's it won't go away and that's kind of the way it was with my podcast series as well um, okay. and um, so yeah I think I would definitely I'd like to do something not overly stressful or time consuming but something for me because okay. you know my so mom... not, not a skincare book or actually like a novel or something no no no, no it will be a skincare book for oh, okay, sure okay. yeah 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 a skincare so book so not the erotic fiction that's off the oh, table oh we might do that on the side <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that might have to pay for the skincare book <laughs> but um yeah you know I always had this thing that my mom and I work under my mom's name Monica Tolo obviously the name yeah. of the tree clinics and I am so proud to do that because my mom has passed away um four years ago and it's great to to, to continue that particularly when it's me and my sister because the one thing we have mm. in common is our mom we both yeah. obviously came from her but I have two daughters and I want to do something for them and I want to do something with Karina Tolan so yeah I, I want to leave okay. my 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 footprint on the industry too so that's kind of where my head is so if anyone's on the ideas they control them <laughs> no, fair enough that's really nice yeah so also hopefully your daughters feel that same way are they um looking to get into the beauty industry do you know is um, it going to be a family well my 12 year old is already working in the mm. clinic in Balbriggan she's oh, amazing uh, yeah I'm not saying that I would see her go into the industry but you know what happened I picked her up the other day and she got into the car beside me and she had hot wax on her arm and oh my god Eve I was brought right back that was me <laughs> I, when I was her yeah. age, I was obsessed with making prints and moulds from the hot wax. So you'd be surprised how it can go full circle. So watch go. the space. <laughs> once I say to my girls, you can be anything you want to be. You just have to want it enough. And once yeah. it's, it's something they're passionate about and something they're love for, then I'm happy. Amazing. So just to finish, some kind of quick fire questions yeah. that we've asked everybody. If you could change one thing about the beauty industry, what would it be? It would probably be fads and trends that don't work because I think okay. ultimately the end user pays the highest price financially and emotionally and then from a trust perspective and someone like me has to come along and build that trust back up so probably fads yeah I feel like as an industry we are moving away from it and I'd like to continue to see more of that okay no very very good point and for you personally which three beauty products could you not live without um, so I, I am so passionate about um, vitamin A molecule, palmitate in particular, which is a type of vitamin A, it's an ester that's photoprotective and non-irritating and your skin loves it so much that even if you apply retinoic acid or retinol, it will actually convert it into palmitate if it doesn't use it straight away. So I'm very much about giving my skin what my skin already loves to see, you know, something kind of native to my skin. So I'm going to say ABS teeth. I'm I'm on level five because Environment Skincare have created this perfect ladder system, which I'm sure is a is a commercial crisis for them because it has to be so expensive. It would be so much easier just for them to put one product out there with vitamin A, but instead right. they've put five out to make the journey so much more pleasant for the client and the client's skin, which again is integrity. So I'm going to say ABST five. I'm going to say my supplements i couldn't be without my supplements skin youth biome which is the world's first skin pacific probiotic i probably would have a little bit of digestion issues going on so it helps my skin and it helps me feel much better from within 
um, and I probably after I'm gonna have to say SPF because it makes me anxious when I don't have it. I'm never yeah. really anxious when I don't have anything else. But I was out walking the dog yesterday, and obviously I had this laser treatment on Wednesday, and I was trying to cover myself with my hair. I wasn't sure if my SPF. I hadn't reapplied it after lunch, so I'm very passionate about SPF used correctly, and that's why I'm going on today to do a, a talk about skin cancer and effective ways of using SPF. So I'm going to say my SPF in my pocket. It's probably the best thing. Yes, absolutely essential. (laughs) And just finally, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give to your younger self when you were first starting out in the beauty industry? Um, Probably not to take everything so personal. Yeah. You know, I actually didn't even prepare for that question, but that's exactly (laughs) what I would tell myself because, and I say this to business owners the whole time, we would not have got into this industry if we weren't empathic and caring creatures because that is ultimately what this job is. We are Mm. connecting with people and we're trying to help people and we're being empathetic towards these people. Um, So as a result, we can take things very personally. Um, And I have learned to do that less so and it's very, very liberating. So I'm going to definitely say that yes definitely something that i think we could all uh, yeah pass on to our younger selves absolutely mm-hmm. amazing well thank you so much queen it's been really really interesting talking to you you've obviously had such an interesting career and doing so many different things so it's been yeah really really interesting thank you oh good thank you i hope um i hope your listeners enjoy our conversation i've certainly enjoyed um being here with you today so thank you so much for having me